I am very excited to announce that the Folly Coffee Hot Sauce Kickstarter has been successfully funded. We have created a new stretch goal with some awesome free rewards if we hit that stretch goal, as well as a brand new reward offering. Hint, Folly Coffee Barbecue Sauce. Check it out, follycoffee.com slash kickstarter. Don't wait. Hey, this is Rob. This is episode 57 of the Folly Coffee Podcast. Let's get it brewing. feel like today I need to use my radio voice because today I'm here with E. White from KDWB. Yo. <laughs> I'm like even just getting set up to, well, first of all, I should note, uh, he was like the, right in front of me here, second guest ever to find the the studio on their own because we have no signs out front or anything. It's, it looks like a storage unit. It's a little bit of a labyrinth, yeah, for sure. And so you found your way in, so already I'm going, this guy's a professional. And then setting up the equipment, I'm like, why am I telling a radio DJ uh, how these microphones work and how to keep them situated with your face? I just think it's funny because we have the same equipment. I'm like, all right, this guy knows what he's doing. You know what I'm saying? That's what <laughs> either, like the, either that or we're both bumming it. One of the two. It depends on who you talk to. <laughs> no, I did, a, I did a deep dive. I was like, okay, if I'm going to continue to do this and to devote as much time as I do I want I want to go legit so that like looking back I won't go god you know what now that we're another year into it I wish you have to upgrade again that I was just like let's just go big right away did a deep uh, deep dive have a bunch of friends that are musicians and stuff and I was like exactly. if if I got the the mics to end all mics and like podcast set up and this is this is the one that everybody came back with dude killing it absolutely I love it I love it so pumped to have you in so you are would it be considered the night shift DJ? The night show, the night shift. Night, night I don't show. know. We we try to own it a little bit. Just be like the night show, E White. But like, yeah, it's it's the uh, night shift, six to midnight. Six to midnight. So I do it. It's a little different. I get an extra hour in there. Usually it's just seven to midnight. But they're like, hey, we'll give you a little bit more. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm down with that for yeah. sure. Catch yeah. some of that traffic jam, traffic going exactly. at six p.m. Still get a little bit of those listeners coming in. Exactly, exactly. Because it gets a little weird around like ten thirty. So <laughs> and, you're, you're, and you're originally from Philly, right? Yeah, I grew up in Philly. Yeah. How long? Race. How long you been in Minnesota? Dude, nine months i was gonna say i've been here a baby's worth it's crazy uh, <laughs> uh, really good timing on your move dude yeah man crazy <laughs> so i lived in des moines for two years i was um down there for a little bit doing radio because like basically you gotta do like radio grad school where it's like hey i'm here in this big market you go to this smaller market for like two years and then like get to another bigger market eventually and so I did that, and then I moved to Minneapolis. I was like, oh, my God, thank God I'm out of Iowa. Like, screw that, dude. So it was like, sick, this is awesome. And then, like, two months later, Someone it's from like, Iowa's like, hey. Yeah, I know. Sorry. I'm, I'm sorry, Iowa. Des Moines, okay. Des Moines, all right. But, like, but dude, oh, my God. Like, I move here, and two months later, it's, like, COVID, and then, like, everything, all the civil unrest in the city back in, like, May and June. It's like, damn, like, I picked a hell of a time to move to Minnesota, didn't I? Yeah, especially when all the stereotypes you get from Minnesota are not the things that end up making this year what it is yeah for real <laughs> absolutely crazy so you well uh i guess you're from philly so the cold wouldn't be a huge thing in terms of a difference of showing up here in january that's always the first thing oh, so cold uh but how's it been i guess you really only got like two real months yeah <laughs> and then we've kind of like messed around a little bit with it did like, you know anyone when you were moving here so my girlfriend's from maple grove oh, so like okay, you that's know, awesome so we've made some you know trips up here see family and everything like that and then like every single time i'm like all right we gotta hit this place we gotta do this we gotta do that the stereotypical tourist stuff because i'm just like all right we'll get that out the way but then i'm like all right let's like really find the real like local like where do people go and everything like that and so it made the transition a little bit easier but yeah man so i think until 
just recently it's been kind of weird, you know, just like with all the uh, the COVID stuff. But prior to that, I mean, I'm in love with the city. I think it's dope. I think both Minneapolis and St. Paul have like a certain swagger to them. Both very different, yeah. you know, across each river. So it's very cool, man. No, I've been loving it. It's been amazing. Because that's, I've, I've made several moves myself. And sure. each of them is, it's you realize once you're past the age of like 23 and you're no longer like that college age anymore, mm-hmm. you know, how do adults meet outside of like where you work? And I guess your only option is like sports leagues, I guess. I guess I'm a volleyball player now. Yeah, right. Like intramural floor hockey. Like yeah. we got this. I guess I'm playing <laughs> kickball again. I, since I haven't since fourth grade, I, I'm a kickball player now. Really big into 16 inch softball, which is apparently a thing yo <laughs> and so whenever i hear of someone moving to a new city i have a lot of uh, i have a lot of empathy towards that or sure. sympathy Sympath- empath- I, I think empathy's right i think it's Symp- em- i hope it's not sympathy it's just like unless you're <laughs> yeah, moving to yeah, iowa you're right. <laughs> em- empathy is the right word yeah, 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 and yeah so yeah. i always feel for people that make a lot of moves especially in a career like a dj where i imagine it's probably a pretty uh transitional type of thing until you find like your dream gig dude for sure and i found it pretty quick so like you know kdwb is like playing for the new york yankees you know yeah. what i mean it's like it's a huge name all across the country they talk about like kissing la z100 in new york and then kdwb and i'm sure people here locally are like that what are you serious but yeah it's a huge deal so i i got here pretty quick and it's just you know compared to some people where it's like they have to do like winchester virginia and yeah. like you know montpelier vermont and like whatever it's just i did philly des moines minneapolis and it's like that's pretty crazy so it was i lucked out for is sure is this something you always knew you wanted to do you know what i i think i always wanted to do something with broadcasting i really wanted to do sports for a long time i'm a huge hockey nerd um so like hockey and like you know basketball was something i want to do with like scouting and things like that um when i got to college i you know kind of went and got a little more artsy with my stuff and i kind of uncovered something about myself i really didn't know which is like i really love like photography and like things like that and the arts in general and so i kind of like went away from the broadcasting and i wanted to focus on documentary photography and doing like voiceover with that so i wanted to go to like spain and like take pictures of like you know or do like a you know photo documentary on like basketball over there because it's like the second biggest league yeah. you know obviously over there and um it's crazy because like i wanted to do that and then i couldn't afford studying abroad because fuck who can and, <laughs> and so um i ended up working for my college radio station and still want to do sports still want to do stuff like that and i ended up getting an internship at a rock station because it was the only one i could really get you know and then the sports station got back to me three days later i'm like Sorry, I already took the other one. So I started working in music radio, and I fell in love with it. So it's kind of crazy how it works out. I never thought I was going to do pop radio. Like, not one second, dude. <laughs> like, people look at me, and they're like, you're a pop DJ? I'm like, I know. Me too, man. I don't know what's going on. Because <laughs> that's where I found you. I found you on TikTok. And right. I, uh, which... <laughs> Which again, I think uh, we are not the two gentlemen that TikTok had mind when they're like, we're going to launch an app about dancing. And yeah. we're like, all right, that's not how we're going to use it. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, we're just going to do like discount comedy shit. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I found you and it's really, I really love your, uh, your videos where you're responding to people. Oh, dude. Because what I like about what you do is you're actually extremely honest in your answers. I feel like so many people get in your situation where you start to get a little bit more public facing and you're like, oh, I have to fit this persona now. That I have to have fit this brand, and it's. I love the one person that's like, y'all play trash or something like that. And you're like, look, I don't even like a lot of this music. Yeah. I was Dude. like, damn, he's going in. Yo, I'm like, I'm honest, man. I'm just like, because here's the thing is like, every, like you said, people have that persona, they have a gimmick, right? Yeah. And it's just, I just think that's 
bullshit. Like we're in, it's 2020, right? Like it's not the nineties where you can be a shock jock, like, you know, in radio and things like that, where it's just like, you know, like you did the intro, you know, just like 101.3. Yeah. Nobody's going to fucking believe that shit. <laughs> so you know? it says you're here. You're a DJ. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, real talk. That's so honest. And it's just like, now I'm, I think we're in a you know generation of radio where it's just like, just be real, just be yourself. And so I got into this business at the right time because I'm all about that because I'm just like, fuck it, dude. I don't care. Like, yeah, we, do, we play songs that I don't like. We play things that I don't like. We do things that maybe like don't fit in with what I'm trying to do, you know, but also I'm going to try to fit in the things that I want to do into my business you know we're a lot more behind the scenes on stuff at least on tiktok like i'm trying to be as behind the scenes on radio as possible because like people don't get to see that that often and i think we're doing people a disservice like enough of this whole like you know like this is a business where like you should like magicians shouldn't show all their cards but like we're not magicians all right we're just people talking into microphones getting paid for it like just show people that shit you know so that's my vibe yeah and when you take that approach i think then when you do actually suggest something it has a lot more credibility Dude. and that's that seems to be increasing especially with the advent of social media that you find people that they're, they're going to be themselves and i think people realize oh the even the people that act like they're perfect have real versions of themselves and we're just seeing the polished version that the media is showing you and then now with like the podcast and social media and tiktok and probably too much of people sharing of Absolutely. themselves but you're starting to see that it's like oh ev- nobody's perfect and you know just because i'm doing this doesn't mean i like everything about it and i don't really think there's a job or something in the world where you do like everything about it, it- but it's also like hey just because I don't like it doesn't mean I'm going to hate you for liking it. Exactly, right. <laughs> and yeah. that's something that's like prevalent in both coffee and music. Music, <laughs> anything, man, million percent, yeah. Yeah, I bet Jeff and I have a debate about natural processed coffee versus washed, and I get frowned upon for having natural coffees as my favorite, and that would be <laughs> the equivalent of you crapping on someone for liking their style of music. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to fault you if you like, you know, Bastille and stuff. First of all, I love Bastille, but then it's just like, I'm not going to fault you if you love country. I'm just <laughs> not going to listen to your station, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's all. I've never heard someone say I won't fault you for liking something and then saying I like that. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes it'd be like that, you know. Yeah, no, but I hate country music. But I'm not going to be like, yo, like you know, screw you, you know. But I'm just if you tell me like, hey, I got free tickets to Kane Brown. You want to go with? I'm like, no, like that's not <laughs> happening. But like you know, that's, well, the, the, in Minnesota especially is the uh, our reputation for passive aggressiveness. Yeah, and it is this thing where you realize a lot of people like get super uncomfortable if someone says. You know, I, I call it like uh, it's basically Minnesotans act with each other how everyone acts on the first date. Yeah, where it's like oh, what kind of mu- what kind of music do you like? Uh, I think I think all t- uh, there's no really type I don't like, and then like five dates and it's like I hate country music, <laughs> and then the other person's like, oh, that's my entire identity. Yeah, right. It's like what the fuck, man? Like I like bent brim hats and cargo shorts. Now you're just shitting on my existence thanks bro it's like oh my god no well i think it's just you know coming from the east coast to the midwest yeah like you said that minnesota nice that passive aggressiveness it's like we're just kind of honest and people take that as us being douchebags and so like when i get a little straight up about things people are like hey you're going a little going a little hard here and i'm like i'm just you know getting it out the way man like you know it's funny because back when i was doing sales i was uh with sam adams and yeah i was was calling on like bars restaurants bar owners especially you get Mm. the full spectrum of people and you would think the people who are super nice to you all the times are the one you want to work with but when it comes to a lot of things you want the person that's just telling you exactly what's on their mind yes. there's never any confusion i went to school on the east coast and ran into a lot of that where where'd people, you go uh dartmouth college played played oh, yeah, yeah. Played, played football out there sang a little acapella okay my uh, buddy played hockey at dartmouth that's funny oh really what year yeah. uh i was gonna 
His brother played a little older. How old are you? 29. 29. Okay, so you might know his brother. Eric Neely? Yeah, I know Neely. Dude, yeah, that's so funny, dude. I went to I went to school, uh, high school with his brother, Kevin. No yeah, way. Dude. I know Neely really well. I was, uh, I was in the hockey house, <laughs> even though I was a football player. Oh, my God. I think his brother went to Exeter. Or like yeah, started at Exeter or whatever that that prep school, yeah. and then did like one or two years on the team, and I think I don't know he might have gotten cut or something. But like yeah, it is it's a small enough school when people say do you know so and so, it's like probably that's so <laughs> funny, dude. No. Yeah, no, I went to high school with his little brother. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I went out there, um, and it's like everybody's in. It's it's it, there's a Greek system, but it's not like a traditional Greek system. It's kind of more just like where you hang out before sure. you hang out with other people, and. Uh, Pretty much everybody joins one, and so I was looking at the different options in the football house. I was like, oh, I spend all my time with these guys, <laughs> these Minnesotans and Canadians over here. I really, <laughs> really get along well with, so I think I'm going to go in this hockey house. And it was like, at the time, a really controversial move, but I was like, these are my people. Yeah, exactly. Like, You're going with the people you like know. I'm, I feel like I'm home out on right. the East Coast. And there's a distinct personality difference between the people that come from Minnesota and the Midwest towards the people that are in that like New England vibe. Absolutely, dude. I feel that. No, it's so that's so funny. Yeah. Well, how is the reputation of Philly people, uh, especially Philly fans of the Eagles, <laughs> what, uh, do you think the reputation that they have of being the worst humans on earth is uh, true? It depends on who you talk to. It depends on what section <laughs> of Philly you're in. Oh man, I grew up in Northeast, so like it's a little more um, diverse out that. Let's not get carried away here. <laughs> like it's it's a little more like chill and like tolerant and stuff because you got like you know my family was were German immigrants. My mom's first gen, so like you know oh, wow. German immigrants and just like you know Russian, Hispanic. My neighborhood was predominantly Dominican, um, and then it's like you know as you get to certain other areas like Fishtown and like South Philly, it's all a bunch of like racist white dudes, and so they're ready to like you know hit people with baseball bats. So you see those people on Sundays sometimes the Eagles games. Um, so it's like crazy because <laughs> you get like such a weird mix of people, and they just all like con- come together and just hate on other fans and so i don't think it's too far off from how philly people are but i i don't know i always say that like one in ten philly people are good and those people move to minnesota so <laughs> it's just, or move somewhere else because it's just like all right we're a little more chill and a little more uh you know understandable different things and stuff and, and my, little, my brother's right outside philly now but, oh, he's, but he's in delaware so oh, fuck he's that. like i'm right outside fuck delaware <laughs> he's like, i'm right outside philly in Delaware. And Is I'm he like, in like Wilmington or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's bullshit. Yeah, everybody from Wilmington's like, oh, I'm from Philly. Same thing with people from South Jersey. Yeah, and I ran into that too where people are like, oh, I'm from just outside of Boston. And I'm like, where? And they're like, New Hampshire. And I'm like, that'd be like, and we can't get away with it in the Midwest because no. you can't say, like, if you're just outside Minneapolis, you are in another, like, you're just in Minnesota. Yeah, you're just it's like farms. The <laughs> yeah. second you get 20 minutes outside, whereas in Boston you're like kind of in Boston, then you're kind of not, then you're kind of, and you're like I'm still like I don't know when the city ended and when this neighborhood started. Right. It's like you could say like, oh yeah, no, I'm from Boston, and it's just like you're really from Medford, and people are like, all right. I won't fault you too far on that, but it's just like once you get towards like you know Portsmouth, it's like all right, all right, you're like chill, you yeah. know <laughs> exactly. And then it's like if you think the rivalries we have here in the Midwest are heated, like the the rivalries out there are for. <laughs> real dude yeah because here it's like minnesota fans are like oh yeah we us and packers fans we hate each other and i lived in chicago for a couple years and i was like 
oh my gosh, like Minnesota is irrelevant in this conversation. Dude. Like Packers and Bears hate each other. And wow. then Minnesota, we want to think we're in the conversation of being hated, but I'm pretty sure you have to win a Super Bowl before someone can want to hate you. <laughs> Dude. And I'm a, I'm, a big, I'm a big Vikings fan. Oh, so. man. I'm sorry. That's tough. I'm sorry about a couple years ago. I promise. I think Grandma Millie's a wonderful lady. Mm. But, oh, yeah. yeah. Honestly, that year I was like, it went way better than I thought. Dude, everybody did. Case Keenum, bro. Like, everybody was just like, what is happening? Like, I didn't think amazing. we'd be looking back in two years going, gosh, remember those awesome Case Keenum days? You mean when you didn't pay $28 million for a quarterback? Oh, my and God. Money, <laughs> money aside, just performance alone? Yeah. Yeah. He needs an offensive line, bro. I think that's the biggest thing i feel so bad actually dude, i met kirk cousins once i heard he's a nice dude he's genuinely the nicest person like okay so it's a long story and it's weird the second episode on a row this has been referenced but yes, okay. me, me and my buddy deandre mm-hmm. um we this is back when i was launching folly i had no money i was living with my parents and I, I put it out in the world. I was like, I need cash. And so a friend reached out. He's like, hey, I used to work for a sports agency that's hosting a Super Bowl party, and they just need two large people to stand outside the door outside Love in, it. in the middle of the winter. So he's like, could you and some other large person do it? And I was like, oh, yeah. And so I got my buddy DeAndre. We're just uh, show up full snow gear, ready to stand outside the exit, tell people you can't come in this building. And uh, last second, they're like, oh, no, we're, we're short two people. We need someone to get, uh, escort the VIP guests around the red carpet. Love uh, it. Luckily, I was wearing a T-shirt under DeAndre. had only camoed out hunting gear. And we end up all these. It's a Madden Super Bowl party. So it's every Pro Bowler you've ever met. And Kirk Cousins came, and this is before he was a Viking, and came with his – first of all, he brought his high school buddies. I was like – what a genuinely awesome move. That's a good dude right Everybody there. else is bringing, like, the squad, and everyone's taking selfies. And, and then this dude rolls up with just a normal group of looking The boys. Like, yeah. He rolls up brought, with the boys. He brought his high school friends. <laughs> so, so I'm guiding the high school. I was like, so how do you guys know Mr. Cousins? And they're like, Kirk? Oh, yeah, we went to high school with him. I was like, oh. And, and then after we were done, we were up there talking to him and uh, just – went out of his way to be nice to us and uh, so I, I always feel really bad that it's like uh, he's a great person he's just not that good at his job right now dude i've slandered <laughs> the shit out of his like football performance on tiktok i won't even lie like oh my god it's okay i have close personal friends that when we were playing i could tell them they played bad so why not be able to tell somebody that's playing bad? I, I think you're a great person it's just in terms of the responsibilities of a quarterback you're not doing those great this year and there's a lot of factors that go into it anyway so you used to be a competitive power lifter i did yes i i, I crossfit for fat kids <laughs> as i like to call it um i wasn't good i just did it you know but what it was, got you into that uh i got really so i was really heavy in in high school and i'm like i'm, I'm pretty thick now but like nothing crazy um but i was really heavy in high school i lost a ton of weight and uh, I was like basically like anorexic, like seriously, like diagnosed and stuff. And so like, you know, it was pretty serious. And um, I wanted to gain some weight back. And my buddy taught me how to, you know, lift weights. And I was just getting really motivated by like lifting heavier each time. I was like, oh, this is cool. Maybe I should like, you know, look for something that'll actually like help me compete with this. And so I found a powerlifting team in my college, went to Temple University. And um, I, uh, yeah, started doing that. So I competed in... Uh, weight class one other dude and I always tell people I was second in my weight class they don't need to know it was just one other dude you know? <laughs> but we had fun man it was a good time you know it was just we would just like slam some weights around and then 
go to Chipotle and like eat a couple burritos. It was sick. <laughs> it was fun. I wish I, I wish I was still into it like I was, but yeah, yeah. I love it. That's awesome. I used to compete in some strongman competitions back I when I played sick. football, so I saw that and knew I had to bring it up. But it's it's interesting because um, I've I've gained and lost eighty pounds twice. One time <laughs> one one time after football because I no longer had to be huge, mm. and then another time because I was selling craft beer for a living and all my meals were eaten in bars. Bruh. <laughs> <laughs> so that that one was just like oh wow I got I'm back up to my playing weight almost yeah. Uh, but I I found personally the same thing that it's like when you have goals you're chasing or something where it's not just like. The people I run into that really struggle with it is when they're just working out just because they are counting the calories versus working out and being like, oh, I feel better. And then also I'm pursuing this goal. Right. And so I, I, I thought that was interesting when I read that. So after college, so you got this rock and roll yeah. DJ job. Uh-huh. You were thinking about sports. Got uh-huh. the rock internship internship. Where yeah. does it go from there? So from the internship, uh, I actually stopped doing the internship because uh, I had to do my capstone class, which was like, you know, of course, like when you graduate, you got to finish it. And um, I ended up getting an internship at iHeart after that. And so that's how I ended up with iHeart. Um, and I wrote blogs for our alternative station because they saw I worked for the rock station. So they're like, all right, this dude understands like, you know, everything that's going on, you know, with like kind of the rock alternative stuff. And uh, so I basically wrote blogs for their midday girl for like six months. So like anything she wrote it between like January and May of 2017 was by me. I want to take credit <laughs> on that right now. So if you see Amber Miller's blogs out there, I'm playing. It's cool. <laughs> but like, but like, it's so funny because I would just write about Rick and Morty and she's never seen the show once. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, <laughs> I've corrupted her. Oh my God. But yeah, so they kept me on after I graduated. They were just like, all right, you know what you're doing with microphones and you know buttons and stuff. And I just kind of started interviewing and I interviewed with for a uh, job in Portland, interviewed for a job in Cincinnati. And those didn't work out. And mind you, in the middle of this, like I'm doing weekends for a pop station, you know, here, uh, not here in um, Philly, mm-hmm. um, because I happen to share a studio with the PD, the program director of that pop station and he was just like dude you ever think about getting on the air and i'm just like yeah it'd be cool but i want to do this and this and he's like all right cool well let me know if you change your mind and like want to do some stuff for q and i'm like all right cool i sat there for like seven seconds and i'm like are you fucking idiot right now dude like go run in his office and let him know you want to do some shit and so i started doing sundays and i took that tape and sent it to 161 stations <laughs> and seven called me back with serious interest and some of them were in cool cities and some of them were like you know gillette wyoming so it's like which is a, a place apparently which is a place yeah i found that out seriously <laughs> I actually was at Devil's Tower a couple weeks ago and I found out it was a real place. I was like, oh, fuck, I almost got a good job here. And my girlfriend's like, are you fucking kidding me? If I ever had to move to Gillette, Wyoming, I'd break up with you immediately. I'm like, that's fair. That is reasonable. Um, but All right. Yeah, dude. I'm, I know the parameters of uh, the limits here. I was that's like, good. I, exactly. I would just like rattle off cities. I'm like, how about this one? Yeah, that's fine. How about this one? It's just like, and this one? Nah. <laughs> me, me and my girlfriend like to play a game called Deal Breaker. Yeah. And what that is, is whether you're out and about and you see something or you just have an idea pop in your head. You go, if this was me and this was a daily routine or habit I had or just how I acted, is that a deal breaker? That's actually a good, I might start doing that. It's fantastic. (laughs) You learn quickly quickly what are real deal breakers, but most of the times the the ones I propose, I go, that probably should, I would be more concerned if these things weren't a deal breaker. Yeah, real talk. (laughs) Honestly, I'm the same way, bro. But yeah, so I applied and I got a gig in Des Moines and mind you, I didn't know where Iowa was on a map. I thought it was Missouri um that's fair yeah it, it's just, and all my friends thought I lived in Idaho for two years you know I'm like oh how's Boise I'm like I tell you I live in Des Moines all right it's not like I'm like telling you just Iowa it's like yeah. I give you a specific city how do you still fuck this up if, if you <laughs> give someone on the east coast a map a blank map of the 50 there's no way they're getting all no. 50. 
It's they, anything west of Ohio, you're done. Right. They get the ends, you know, so they get California, Oregon, Wis- you know, Wisconsin, Washington. See, I'm fucking up there. <laughs> <laughs> and then they get all the eastern seaboard, and then middle is just like Michigan. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, dude. So, but yeah, I did that, moved, packed up my shit 1,100 miles away from home, and you know, went about my way in radio. And it was like, fuck. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I'm far from everything. I'd never moved outside of Philly ever in my life. I went to school there, you know, like a temple was, was an hour from my parents' house in mm-hmm. Bucks County. So it's like, dude, I, I had no idea like what it was like living on my own, like legitimately, like, you know, I could like go home and do laundry on the weekends if I wanted to. And yeah, it was just, it was a huge learning experience, both for my career and for myself. I kind of like found out a lot of things about me that like I liked and didn't like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it's interesting. Yeah. Being, uh, I, I'm not a, a whole fan of the whole trend of like adulting is hard. Cause I'm like, mm. nah, you've just been holding off of like normal people stuff. Real talk, bro. <laughs> yeah. Real talk. I joke around about adulting being hard and stuff like that, but it's really fucking not just go and do shit. You yeah, know what I mean? I, I mean, it's, it's not hard. It's here's the thing is it's like, it's, it's simple. It's just, it's annoying most of the time. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, it is. Of course it is, bro. And, and so that's what I'm saying it's, it's, it can be annoying, but hard. It's like, that's not, that's not hard. These things are simple, but laundry is something that i don't i do not do well Dude, yeah no seriously it's shit's fucking crazy i don't know how to fucking fold shit I, like, seriously like like elise at least had like i don't know i feel like she did a retail job like worked at like abercrombie and fish for at least two weeks so it's like she knows how to do that shit when you see someone that really knows how Yo, to fold it's it's impressive it's like, sexy bro okay. like it's serious like yeah. I, my, he, mine's kind of like uh the artists that have the avant-garde art where they're like this is my take on this right like, dude th- th- my shirt's fold is like this is my take on laundry like th- like how do you fit all this shit into a drawer you know what i mean like yeah. it's impressive seriously when people do like everyday shit well i'm like damn like you you're balling out here for real yeah <laughs> like, you go to someone's place and it's just clean and you're like this is yo you're by you're by yourself here and this place is just clean like you don't have a speck of dust anywhere like how do you like yeah. fit into these crevices to like clean this shit like what is this <laughs> like so, I, what was it like i'm just gonna totally change back to des moines here before yeah, I lose my yeah, train of thought no you're good so the first time you've moved outside of philly uh, uh-huh. We figure out that adulting is, in fact, annoying, and laundry does, in fact, suck. Yeah. What is it like being in a brand new city so far away, entirely different culture from where you've ever been? D- dude, I, I really think that, like, moving to the Midwest was just such a culture shock for me. Yeah. Like, agreed, because it's like, I move, and the first day on the job, I'm walking to my car. My neighbor is running down the street doing, like, you know, a regular jog. And stops, takes the headphones out, and has a full-on conversation about you know with me, asking me where I'm from, what's I, going on. I cannot tell you how many people got irritated, like were, fucking shocked, dude. They got scared by it. When I was out east, you when you walk by people, uh-huh. you say hello, and I would do that, and I would have people on campus come up to me later and be like, "Hey, I don't know you," and I'm like, "Uh huh." They're like, "Why did you say hi to me earlier today?" I'm like, "Huh?" Like, yeah. You said we were. Why did you say hi to me? That was weird. And I was just this happened to me multiple times yeah. on a weekly basis and i was like what is going on someone's like you just say hi to people at your your trigger response on the east coast is what do you want you ex- think exactly exactly, exactly. Yeah. it's leave me alone there's too many people out here already i'm gonna go about my day and so that is very real yeah so that took a minute for me to get used to yeah. and everything but just adjusting to des moines it was a smaller city already so like small city i'm like all right like you know this is kind of like big city small town feel because it's big for iowa so obviously it's like 200 it's like the size of st paul so Mm -hmm. like two hundred thirty thousand or something like that um and i think it was just cool because like i didn't realize like 
people are passionate about where they're from, but like people from Iowa are really passionate about where they're from because they are sick and tired of people like talking shit. And now I don't live there. I talk mad shit. But honestly, when I was there, I was also very defensive, right? Where it's just like, I hear people from Minnesota saying, Oh, the Minnesota state fair is way better. Or like, you know, Oh, like Minnesota, Minnesota, just in general, like the parks are better. You could do so much more stuff and everything. And I was like, Oh, hold up. We got cool shit too. Like, you know, like our football team's better. We got this, we got that. Des Moines got a great food scene. It really does. It's yeah. sick to check it out sometime. Um, like spend a weekend. It, I, just a weekend no, it, it is yeah. great it's a fucking cool town yeah. um but yeah it's just you learn a lot of things and so i learned pretty quickly just like you know i don't even know man it was just like living on your own and like living learning a new city i learned pretty quickly that like people will you know respect you and appreciate especially in radio people respect you and appreciate your opinion and appreciate what you're doing if you're showing as much passionate passion for where you're from or where you're living than they are you know if you're like nonchalant about it or just not referencing stuff or not talking about the area people are not going to appreciate you know you as a person and you as you know and your content they want to see you try to embrace this. They think it's funny when you're trying. That's why I do the stuff I do on TikTok, mm-hmm. right? It's like, I'm learning about Minnesota. I'm going to get there. I'm going to try to be converted into a Minnesotan. The difference here is like, I'm not trying to get out of Minnesota anytime soon. In <laughs> Iowa, I was like, all right, two years and I'm done. Like, yeah. let, I'm, I'm out, bro. But it was interesting. It was interesting trying to figure out the landscape and figuring out a new area and the way people act and just like, yeah, just in general. It's fun. And it's always been funny to me, uh, the people that get upset with you when you say something bad about a place you live, uh, like even so yesterday, it's October 20th and it snowed Yeah, and there's this whole, of course, everybody has to post about it. I just made one today about that. Yeah. I'm very proud of my TikTok today. Uh, it was a solid, it was a solid <laughs> one. I saw it. I, yes. yeah, I don't know if I threw it a like, but I will after this. <laughs> uh, no, but it, it's like this thing that if you say like, oh, the, fa- these, the, the, the fact that it's cold here and it's so snowy sucks. People will be like, uh-uh, no, no, like, I, I'm from I, I'm from here. I love it. It's like, no, you don't. You don't like- Don't bullshit. You don't like that when you go outside, if you're not wearing something on your face, your face hurts, and that if you put your hands on a steering wheel, that hurts, and yeah. that, like, your eyeballs freeze during certain times of the year. But And, like, there's this thing that you have to love all of it or hate all of it, and then you right. can't admit there's something better in another city or another place. Right. This, is, this is something I experienced when I was doing sales, because I was in Chicago for two years, I was in Southern Illinois for a year, I was in St. Louis for a year and like when I was in Chicago I cheered for the Cubs because you know what I'm not a huge baseball fan as it is and I'm in a city where it's more fun if you're cheering for a team by the way that won the World Series while I was there so I was like why would I not cheer for this team it's so much fun cheering for a team where you live like I'm not even kidding because you get passionate about it like I I've never even thought about being a Vikings fan in my life or a wild fan or anything like that but if they make a good move or like they win a game or something like that it's so much fun just to be pumped up you know what I mean like I can't go to somebody and high five somebody because the Eagles won, which they don't do much of right now. But like, you know, I'm not going to be able to do that. Or like, if the Flyers win a game or something like that, like it's not the same effect. If you meet somebody here that's a transplant, awesome. But like, dude, just embrace the area, embrace yeah. shit like that. It's cool. And you then know? people be like, well, why are you a Cubs fan? I'm like, because this is really fun. He's like, yeah. are you from here? No. <laughs> like, oh, how long have you been a Cubs fan? I don't know about nine months. Like since the season started, I guess. Dude, fuck it. Fucking make normalized bandwagons, bro. They're fine. It's, like exactly. Just have like, yeah, you can have your normal team but normalized bandwagons i think that's a really normalized good band we need to normalize a lot of things you know especially in the year of 2020 we need to celebrate anything that's going to make you feel better so Dude. 
Here's a strong argument for bandwagoning. Are you going to hitch yourself to a one in five Vikings that is not showing any sign of going upwards? Or could you possibly cheer for a fun team this year and go watch games? Although it is a little different when you're in Minnesota. Right. I guess you could find like a bar. No, you can't. You, you I was going to say you could find a bar that is like that sports team's bar. And I was like, right. bars aren't really a thing right now, especially no, no. for sports environments. No, well, I was going to say, like, breweries, I only trust breweries right now because they're, like, you know, kind of progressive and, like, we understand that COVID's real. Yeah. So, like, they're just like, hey, we're going to, like, you know, do patios and, like, actually 50% capacity. And you're a big craft beer fan, Dude, right? Yeah, I was going to say, coffee and craft beer is what I live off of. And water, so I don't die. Um, You know, the basic stuff. But, yeah. Living's, living's cool. Living is cool. Yeah. You know what I mean? I fuck with it. It's cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like sleeping, too, but I, I think being awake is pretty neat. Yeah, no, I agree. No, for sure. <laughs> I'll sleep when I'm dead. You know the vibes. <laughs> yeah. Well, and especially this time of the year when it's just dark all the time. So yeah. You kind of forget what day it is. You forget what time it is. And you're like, oh, everything's made up. Time Clocks are made up. Timing's made up. Dude, exactly. Plus, Mercury's <laughs> in retrograde right now. So hide your kids, hide your wife. Everything's <sighs> been, fucked. And feeling that. Dude, absolutely. <laughs> seriously. Like, I still need my landlord to get back to me on a fucking email. So it's just, you know, Taylor, if you're fucking listening. <laughs> if they are, I would be incredibly surprised. Unless you're, yeah. unless you're like, Lord is a, a coffee fan. Hey, I actually have I have no idea who the people listening to this are at yeah. this point. Isn't it fun? Yeah, because when I started this, it was it was I, I legitimately started it because so many people would ask the same questions about coffee that I was like, you know what? I should just record some episodes that are really good answers to these questions. Totally. And then eventually I was like, oh, I should have this person on that person on. And then eventually I made the decision. I'm like, I'm just going to do what I want with it. And hopefully people like it. And uh, now it's turned into like mostly like small business or just like but like food, like creators foodie yeah kinda. It's like, yeah it's like food beverage kind of community mostly but it's kind of just turned into whatever and people seem to respond to episodes that i never guessed they would and it's it's really fun and for you i was like well at the very least this guy's a literal professional at what we're doing yeah. so uh, this at the very least is gonna be a better episode than others <laughs> you would hope right yeah. no seriously <laughs> fooled you all yeah <laughs> and how'd you meet when'd you meet your girlfriend uh we met down in des moines so she uh actually oh, okay. she went to drake um which yeah know, jeff our head roaster went to drake oh no fucking yeah, way yeah. awesome that's so cool um yeah so she went to drake and we met um at a country bar and because i was with my friends who were country fans and of course you're in des moines they love the line dance down there they love to think it's the south it's like them and like yeah any yeah. like the, some of those states are weird man seriously south dakota is the same way like we went to badlands it's the it's the it's when you come from a farming culture and there's an entire genre of music that's mostly about that <laughs> yeah exactly you know you feel comforted right so yeah we did that um so we went to this country bar her friends were there my friends were there we linked up and it happened to end up that way that you know we were just both shitting on country music and i was just like yo you want to like you know go out sometime she's like yeah sure and so hit her up and then we just yeah went from there and it was cool and when you were in des moines did you have the goal of minneapolis as a market it, it, it was so funny like it was because i was trying i was looking around at gigs and you know it was around that time where i had a three-year contract i my option was coming up so it was like okay so it was a two-year two-year contract with a third-year option i had already signed the option but um I had like, you know, because it was iHeart already, you could like transfer. Mm. So I was looking around and I was like, okay, like now like people are going to start like noticing like, all right, this guy's going to be out there. He's going to be a free agent. So I was like, all right, let me look at different places. And I had always had my realistic markets, my reach markets and my dream markets. So like my realistic markets were like Oklahoma City or like Nashville, things like that. Um, my reach markets were like Portland, Raleigh, 
um, f- fucking Pittsburgh. And then my dream markets, funny enough, were like Boston, Philly, Atlanta, Minneapolis. Um, Chicago was like the, the, was like the biggest one. I yeah. was like, I really don't need it. But it was just like, and I'd always said like, I would drop everything to work for like KDWB. And it was funny because I'm interviewing for jobs. I interviewed for a job in Raleigh. I interviewed for a job in Detroit. And I was like, and I didn't get those jobs. And it was funny because I was up here for the X Games. And um, I, because I love doing like video shit on the side, just messing around. And I did like, you know, a blog thing for like Kiss in Des Moines and whatever. And I had gotten to know the night guy here, Colt pretty well just from like you know instagram and everything because everybody you know basically in radio we're all friends because instagram or tiktok Mm -hmm. like you know we don't actually get to know each other in real life we probably know more about each other via social media and then we meet in real life and we're like what the fuck are we going to talk about here?" that's how it should be oh yeah (laughs) Yeah, right because it's 2020 and you know obviously technology and shit um but he was like yo dude like slide by i'm doing a bar remote so some bar in st paul and he was like yo um i just got offered a job in dallas i'm gonna take it and he was like, I, you know, you're fucking dope at what you do. And he butted me up and everything. I'm like, thanks. That's cool. Um, and he was just like, I'm going to suggest you to do our boss. And I'm like, dope. Awesome. And so that was like the last of the conversation. And then like two and a half months go by and like nothing's going on. I send my shit to our national guy who runs CHR, like pop music. And I'm just like, hey, what up? I'm just really trying to get some like opinions, you know, maybe some coaching or whatever. He links me up with the guy here in Minneapolis <laughs> who gives me a call and he's like, yo, so uh, I know we said we we're going to do some coaching. I need a night guy and I really like you. Um, so like, let's start talking about this shit. <laughs> and so like one thing led to another and uh, Christmas day, I signed a contract here. So shit was crazy. Wow, this is a pretty quick turnaround. <laughs> huh? Yeah, dude, it happened pretty quick. And so I was just like, and then a quicker turnaround was like, yo, you start January 13th. I'm like, okay, give me two weeks to find an apartment yeah. and shit. I just oh, uproot my, my life and go to a new city. Yeah, right? But it was awesome because I was telling, you know, when I told Elle about it, she was just like, holy shit. Like, she grew up listening to it. Yeah. I was like Dave Ryan and everything. And well, uh, that's the funniest thing on the TikTok comments is it's always like, wait, what? Like, oh my God, you know Dave Ryan? You're on KDWV? It's yeah, just like, but, yeah, dude. Like, we work together. It's, it's, it's vibe. <laughs> you know, I don't think of it like that, you know, but I, then I realized like people love this dude. People love that station. It's just like, they grew up listening to it. Yeah. It's been around forever. And then you just like sit there and you're like, damn, like you're actually like on something that matters. You yeah. know what I mean? Cause there's plenty of stations that are out there, but they don't like matter. Yeah. Like KDWB matters here in the cities, which is really cool. Yeah. You're seeing a lot of stations kind of just go to the national model where they just play <laughs> a national broadcast. And then you're like, why am I listening to a local radio station of something that's a national broadcast? And I feel like, I, I would imagine from a cost perspective that makes a lot of sense that mm. you can get a really big name and pump it out to everybody across the country and save money on it, all the local markets but the point of radio is one the locality of it and then also that you're getting like a personal feel of somebody live in the moment versus somebody out in LA recording something and blasting it out to everybody. Dude well and that's true because like a lot of us do like remote shows like on the weekends I'm, on, I'm national I'm on a couple different stations in like seven markets and like I know about these places and like, you know, I steady up these places, but I don't live there. So I don't understand it nearly as much as somebody who's local there. You know what I mean? So it's like the business is changing like that. And the fact that you still have like local radio morning hosts and everything like that, like, especially here where like, you know, stations nationwide, like obviously we have Seacrest and that's Mm -hmm. a national show, but like, you know, the fact that like six of us, seven of us are actually like local, you know, people living in Minneapolis it's kind of unheard of right yeah. you know what i mean especially in today's day and age where it's like 
there's you know there's stations in Detroit and in like other major markets like Miami that don't have a local morning show or like that have like you know a um, remote night show or remote afternoon show and it's like it's crazy to think like damn man like this is you know where the business is going unfortunately so it's like how can I make people feel like it's worth their while to listen to the station the best way you can do it is be local and actually make people feel like you know you're here why is it that when I hear a song on the radio unexpectedly, mm. it's so much better than if I just play it on my phone? Dude, I don't know. Because I will play a song on my phone, skip over it, and then 30 seconds later, turn on the radio, and that song is playing, and I get excited about it for some reason. I think it depends on what it is, man. I think personal touch definitely helps. So if you have a DJ introing it in and like really hyping it up and it's just like yo it's drake laugh now cry later k101.3 kdwb like you know something like that like whatever you want to say about it and then all of a sudden it's like you hear that during your workout you're like oh, okay whatever but then you're in the car you can crank that shit up it's something like, more special about dude, it when someone else has chosen it and given it to you exactly you're like oh, this is meant to be i'm meant to listen to this song in this moment i can't believe it well dude i mean it's because like it feels like people are listening to you right as opposed to you just like doing what you do right so it's like if it's off your playlist you've curated it you've chosen it whatever right but then it's like oh wait somebody else that is in like you know in somebody's eyes a higher stature because they're <laughs> choosing music um you know is playing that song too holy shit this is dope so i'm right oh my god guys turn this up i totally have great taste in music so you got to hype yourself up a little bit you know what i mean so yeah. i think that definitely helps what's a, what's your view on podcasting how has that changed the whole radio scene i have to imagine it's both hated and loved in terms of how it's affected traditional radio but then also the ability to actually have people listen to your broadcasting whenever they want i think people that hate on podcasting are kind of nearsighted where it's just like you're not looking towards the future and it's just like I don't have a personal podcast yet. I'm working on a couple, hint, hint. But um, you know, I I don't have a personal podcast yet. But I think people that don't look at podcasts as a benefit, or at least you know, look at like things like social media or vlogging or anything like that in radio, they're gonna get swept away within the next like two or three years, man. You know, because it's just like you have this ability to reach beyond your show, reach beyond the station, and you're not gonna take that. You're not gonna sit there and actually do that. So I think for a radio perspective, it's great. I think for anybody who loves podcasting or loves listening to podcast, it's something that is so beneficial for just human experience because it's like everybody has things that they like. And it's like if they find something like this example, there's some coffee lovers out there that want to learn more about coffee or learn more about, you know, or talk about coffee or, you know, learn about a new brand. They're going to want to come here. You know, they're going to come, come to this. If somebody loves hockey, like I have so many hockey podcasts that I listen to. And it's just like these random dudes in Canada that are just like, do rattling off stats i've never even fucking heard of you know what i mean that's amazing to me so i think like being able to hit a niche and hit something like that is super cool i think like podcasts are awesome it can also get you a job too i have a buddy of mine who was doing um radio in detroit as a morning show in tampa now because he did a podcast after his show like it's like things like that are super beneficial so yeah i compare only positive with our generation especially i compare it to the restaurant industry yeah that if you compare the restaurant industry of like traditional radio to your chain restaurants mm-hmm. your applebee's your chilies that are all struggling to stay in business right now because millennials are like if i'm given a choice between an applebee's or a local place with somebody that's run where the owner actually cares and is there and is making the food like i'm gonna choose that place and you see that almost like with podcasts where if you compare traditional like old school radio and let's stick to this and not mm-hmm. podcasts and all this and that, that right. it's like your chain restaurants. 
but now there's like more and more specialization happening that you're going to have more small players podcasting versus somebody trying to reach a large audience. And that's the craziest thing about is the niches. This thing is working. Actually, like I don't know how to explain it other than I I made the the decision early on that I will do this if I would do it if no one listened. And I continue to believe that, that if no one listened, I would continue to do this. But people are listening and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. There are nerdy coffee. And here's the funny thing is like, I don't know what our listeners at this point. It's like nerdy coffee business people. Yeah. Like business stories. That's dope. And then every once in a while I'll throw in an oddball. Like this I would consider to be a totally random episode. Mm. I was like, here's an awesome guy doing cool things on TikTok and he's got an awesome show and cool dude, have him in. And dude, we love coffee. You know what I mean? Everybody's got that vibe. Yeah. And I think because of that, that it's like, well, if somebody likes this kind of coffee or they like this, they'll probably like this and that. And I don't let it dictate the episode choices. And I don't know. I just, I think it's so played out at this point, podcasting, but it's not at all. Yeah. <laughs> what I mean by that is it's played out by how many people are like, I have a podcast. Dude. That yeah. my natural instinct is just go, oh, I hate you so much. Right. But I'm also that <laughs> You're person. also that guy. So you hate yourself. Exactly. <laughs> and, then you, and then you realize, you go, oh, but people want it. Like there's a, I don't know how to explain this correctly. There is a similar thing going on at the same time where people are like, I naturally want to hate on people starting podcasts, but also I'm going to listen to more and more podcasts than I ever have before. Exactly. Yeah. And that's the craziest thing. So how does iHeart look at it and how are you in any of those like meetings or discussions about what podcasting is within the fit of the business? I was more when I was in Des Moines because I actually had like a a programming position. So like I was handling actual music and stuff like that. Um, I'm not on those calls anymore. They took me off of those, which is like fair because it's less meetings I have during the day, which is great. Um, No, but like obviously, uh, you know, without giving too much away, there's plenty of stuff I can't talk about. But like, you know, we value podcasting and social media presence and things like that um, as much as radio ratings. You know what I mean? Like, radio ratings are super important, obviously, and, like, that's what keeps us paid. That's what keeps people coming back and, you know, paying advertising and, you know, gives me bonuses. Like, if I'm, you know, hitting, like, X number of, like, listeners and stuff like that, I get more money. Obviously, everybody does, right? So, like, that's dope. That's amazing. But also, it's like... I got to be on top of it with my social media. I got to be on top of it with like, you know, and if I'm not doing a podcast, my social media better be like hitting, you know what I mean? And stuff like that. So it's like, how can we do that? How can we, you know, improve our, you know, I hate the term influencers. I preferred like content creator, but like, how can we like evolve our DJs from being on air personalities to content content creators? And so that's kind of what iHeart is going for right now. And I think that's what like radio in general should be going for. Um, and I think a lot of other radio groups are you know, picking up what, you know, iHeart was really putting down a couple of years ago. Um, and so you're seeing more and more radio DJs become content creators. I, I don't know if you know Corey B or on uh, TikTok. He's like the guy uh, who does like, you know, what do you do with that? Mine's like, all like coffee and fart jokes. Oh, OK. That's fair. That's dope. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Mine's weird. It's like a mix of Minnesota and food and stuff. <laughs> um, but there's this guy in uh, uh, New York, New York. He's on an alternative station there. And he is blowing up on TikTok for doing something completely different. He's being a content creator. And it's like people like that, you know, who are actually doing that and what I'm trying to do. I'm definitely doing it on more of a niche level because I really want like people to listen to this show that are from Minnesota because it's like that matters to Mm -hmm. me. You know, I've, I've always found that I value people who are valuing local more than people that are valuing like, you know, their own like, you know, I would rather be trending in Minnesota or like doing something Minnesota related 
then go viral for something national because it's like yeah. like, like who cares about that you're going to forget about that later but it's just like if you know if you're consistently talking about things that people care about and people can relate to in your place you know where you're from you know in the Swain cities i think that's important so well, it's the value of who's following you and do they trust your voice so going back to what we we're saying earlier yeah. that if you're being completely transparent and honest about everything that they'll actually listen when you say i actually do like this yeah versus you know it, the influencer term has been right deemed negative now because people are like oh my gosh guys i have to tell you about something this is crazy the hashtag ad and you're like okay i'm just being blasted with ads and they say they like everything because right. people who say they don't like stuff will get advertisers because advertisers like safe cushy people <laughs> yeah i won't work with anybody who and that's re- that's real talk it's just like i won't work with anybody that i don't feel value in their product or value in yeah. like you know because obviously like endorsements you know dude I got to get paid. All right. You know, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm not out here rolling in the, in the dough. Okay. Radio DJs don't make crazy money anymore. It's not like the nineties where it's like, you know, you walk in there, you say a couple words and they give you six figures. It's not like that anymore. I have a very ordinary life. You know what I mean? Where I'm just doing the damn thing. So anytime I can get extra money in there is awesome. So like, you know, I always try to believe in, you know, whoever I talk to though. So it's just like, you know, I would rather like work with somebody who is super passionate and somebody who actually like values their product and values what they're doing, even if it's a national, Mm. you know, it's just like a national brand. It's like, if I can get behind that product, awesome. You know what I mean? But like, if I'm presented with something where it's just like, Hey, there's this law firm that like really wants to work with you. Like, fuck that dude. Nobody my age is getting a fucking lawyer for anything. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, like nobody out here is like, I'm not trying to like see anybody get divorced or just like you know some shit like that like go nuts like you know they can figure it out themselves i'm not gonna tell people like oh my god you're going through a divorce use this lawyer i'm just like nah dude i <laughs> i'm sorry this is happening to you yeah 10 percent off code here exactly <laughs> hashtag ad you know what i mean like i've like uh, i will throw a hashtag ad out there once in a while but like again yeah i just want people to know that like or i want people to feel like it's coming from a place of value you know what i mean so i i, I try not to just say yes to everything yeah my my opinions on what should be valued within social media is changing a lot uh, as of late and it's, i mean even just today's a great example so I, I posted a video where on tiktok where it's like this you know somebody did like a reverse thing and i was like oh i could do this with coffee and i did it and it got 1.2 million views on Crazy. tiktok and picked up like maybe you know 20 not that many followers because it's just like somebody watches it goes oh that's neat and then goes on to the next one right but they do the views and it was a thing that you had to watch it a few times so it kept getting views but today i post just a thing about the snow in minnesota i think three thousand views and i think like when i walked in here like 50 people had started following it and you realize that it's like oh it's not the follower account it's how engaged that following group is with you yes it's, it's like we've gotten to the point with social media where people forget that these are actual people following you mm-hmm. and they don't care and they just want the number but usually i've found is that when you have a big number it's a lot of other people with big numbers that are all following each other to just try to boost like arbitrarily boost these things you're trying to find the person that doesn't really care about their own personal profile and uses it to like legitimately follow things they enjoy looking at yeah and like so focusing on something like minnesota is there's a strong connection that hey we're a minnesota coffee company like we're making these videos to promote what we're doing here in minnesota and if we can make you find it because we're here local that's gonna be way more valuable than somebody in some random place that can't come check out the tasting and tour room or we could never directly interact with watch a video for 20 seconds and then forget about it 30 seconds later exactly and and um even just talking to people within kind of the digital marketing landscape the engagement factor is now where a lot of people are getting paid out on 
is no it, it, it's it used to be just like this many followers you get this check this many followers you get this check blah 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 so on so forth very robotic right now it's what's your engagement level because somebody with 10,000 followers with a really high direct engagement is going to be way more valuable than someone with a hundred thousand but nobody really there's a certain I've said this before but there's like a certain number where you follow somebody just because you feel like you should follow them oh they have this happened to us with folly like once we hit it's so hard to get to a thousand followers. I mean, it was like I could tell you who our thousand followers were because I was like every day, like oh this. And then you hit that number, and people are like, oh, this is a real thing now. And then they'll exactly. they'll, they'll follow you because they go, oh, this is legitimate now, dude. Yeah, yeah. There, there's a value factor for sure. But like, I agree with you. Like, you know, people are looking at engagement rates because it's just like it, it, certain numbers are like accomplishments, right? And yeah. then eventually, it just kind of becomes a thing. So I agree. And the way you engage on TikTok, I think, is like 101 on how to keep people engaged with your content. That the majority of your videos are responses to comments. Dude. And so when someone comments now, they're like, this might actually get brought up or answered. And that is way more engaging than somebody doing like, here's my butt. Like, give me dude, a like. <laughs> yeah, dude. Nobody like nobody cares about that, right? It's just like, they're like, oh, cool. Like, you know what I mean? But again, it's just like if you're showing people that you're engaging and you actually like care about what they're saying and it's just like and not just to you know do it but actually that you care about what they're saying it's like i've read you know everybody always says don't read the comments it's like no read the comments bro like i hate that it's just like it's such a bad philosophy it's just you're not paying attention to your audience like yeah don't read the comments if you know you don't want to like read something about like oh you play the same six songs all the time then it's just like in my head i have like two seconds where i'm like fuck you motherfucker it's nine you know i mean we play at least nine songs you know but it's just like i have that like two seconds and i scroll along right and i look at what people are asking and what they actually want to know and so like you know sometimes it's things about radio people are intrigued about what i'm talking about with radio sometimes it's my hockey stuff sometimes it's the minnesota stuff and then it's like people mention like hey if you're going to be doing this or like you know i i ask a lot about like what town are you from or like what's your favorite coffee shop or like you know if i'm here in minnesota why should i come to your town you know and then some people might be like you know oh come to Duluth it's super cool up here and some people might be like oh come to Edina because it's like and then people will shit on Edina for like a whole entire segment (laughs) and it's just there's a weird lane on TikTok there's a weird lane on TikTok where it's the anti-Edina and you know I've definitely contributed to that I I saw the video (laughs) it's Adam Banks' fault from the Mighty Ducks bro I'm telling you (laughs) oh my god seriously do you remember that movie yeah of course duh if you're from Minnesota it's like that is one thing there are certain things the Rocky of Minnesota Minnesota, I'm yeah, guessing. it's like, and then even Fargo, which is technically North Dakota, is another one where that's when more heads right there. When you leave Minnesota, people go, "Oh, so you've seen Fargo?" When you're in Minnesota, it's like Mighty Ducks. You have to, you right. have to know that back and forth, right? But of course, like you know, his dad is like the stereotype yeah. of like what an Edina dad is, yeah. right? You know, so it's just, yeah. the, the stereotype is not that wrong. No, I, and, and, like here's the thing: it's like I, I'm not out here, gonna, you know. Of course, no, no, I'm I'm saying it's pretty accurate, <laughs> is what I mean. Amazing, dude! Oh my god, I I think there's good people everywhere, but yeah, you you definitely like. For the most part, at least from when yeah. I was driving through Edina, I'm like, this is exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah, <laughs> you and, know, you yeah. know, I, I went to YZ High School, and I I, oh, I I worked in a bakery at YZ, so I can tell you that that stereotype is also very accurate. Oh, dude, yeah, YZ is fucking pretty as hell, bro. But yeah. also, like, you know for a fact, like, there's a French restaurant there. Anytime there's, like, a French restaurant or, like, some fucking boutique or some shit, you know, like, people got bread out there. You know That's what I mean? bakery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It's just, like... It's no longer there, unfortunately. COVID took that one, but... Oh, damn. It's... it's it's funny because stereotypes like that, I think, come to fruition because of the extremes of an example. So working in that bakery, I would say 
maybe 19 out of 20 people are really chill, really cool. Sure. You know, they're grab some coffee, they're get some delicious pastries. And then that 20th person comes in. You're just like, is this how you treat everyone? Mm -hmm, Exactly. (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't like fucking ice with my water. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, there's another, uh, another trend I saw going on TikTok where it was like, here's an example. Wait, what would be the older generation? Is that, uh, is there a generation between boomer and millennial? Uh, Gen X, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Here's an example of Gen X getting their tab. Your yeah. service was terrible. I'm not going to tip you. Uh, and then the other one was like example of a millennial getting the wrong order, getting the wrong drink. The food came out cold. Like, hey, I just want to let you know you're doing a great job. I value you as a person. I value everything. I know that this is does not define you. And I tipped you 40%. I'm sorry for, <laughs> I'm sorry I can't do any more. During, uh, thank you. Oh my God. <laughs> and then th- but there is something about generationally there's a, just the, the the way service people are treated is something i'm like super aware of dude yeah no it's super weird like well i'm like a zennial because like i'm right on the cusp of gen z and millennial because i'm 25 yeah. so it's like you know i'm literally the last year between each one yeah. so it's just like i get like a weird mix of both you know what i mean yeah no i'm firmly in millennial very much yeah, yeah and it's like a weird thing where Millennials turn into a totally derogatory term. Yeah, dude. They body, like, they body us. Real talk. Well, sort of. Half of me. They yeah. body half of no, me. I mean, it's like <laughs> Gen Z makes fun of millennial and Gen X makes fun they of millennial. They all think we're old as fuck. <laughs> it's like, dude, it's so funny because, like, I, I feel like people look at me and they think, like, oh, dude, it's so funny, especially when, like, you know, talking about radio on, like, TikTok and whatever. They all think I'm in, like, my early 30s, like, because they look at me and they're like, oh, he's got a beard and he's not, like, you know, got, like, blonde like bleach blonde hair you know super like thin and like e-boy type look oh dude he's definitely old as fuck it's like nah i was born 95 bro <laughs> like, you know what i mean looking older man yeah. people uh people say it's not a good thing i go i think there's a lot of great things about looking it's old. it's a sometimes. positive dude i haven't been carted at a bar since i was 17 bro <laughs> like, i was doing sales at 22 and people just assume they'd be like how's your wife and kids and i'm like huh huh what like, i'm just trying not to lose my phone on the weekend yo real talk, <laughs> real talk bro. seriously like i'm still dealing with being hungover and shit like so, goddamn I've, I've not left my credit card at the bar for three weekends in a row i'm feeling pretty this is good. a plus a wife and kids might be a little fast yeah i was gonna say damn like i didn't overdraw my account for the second week in a row this is amazing seriously <laughs> i have eight dollars left in my bank account and i get paid tomorrow give me a bill at bud light <laughs> you know what's it been like at the radio station with uh has covid been a huge change for yeah. something like djing yeah it's been weird for sure so i we are all in separate studios so we have we have the luxury of having like a ton of studios within our or pr- production rooms within uh you know the iheart um facility so i'm in a studio our afternoon guys in a different studio our morning shows in our main studio because obviously they're the money makers so like they get the they get the perks i get that um but like yeah so i've literally been running my show out of a production room that's usually meant for podcasting and i run a a google voice line with a completely different like phone number than the actual station through the board and so anytime somebody calls in they're calling that random phone line um the problem is is that like trying to get people to call that phone line it's a pain in the ass Uh, like it happens and we can do it obviously but i gotta post on social media and talk about it a million times whereas opposed to like hey i intro a topic about like um, like last night I did or the night before I did something about like being superstitious because like you know I was joking around about how back when I was a kid I would wear my pajamas inside out to hope for a snow day and I was just like yo like what's your biggest superstitions and stuff and people would call in stuff like that but it's like I would have to give the number like five times as opposed to like you know 
hey, what's this vibe? And then I'd be like 651-989-KDWB, like the normal number, and dude, phone lights up, right? So yeah. it's completely different. So it's just, just an adjustment of like how often I need to talk about something and also just like in general, I don't see people. Yeah. So like I walk in there, you know, I'm already the night guy, so I don't see too many people in general. I get to the office about three or four. Now it's like because they're like work from home as much as possible. I get in there at like 530 everybody's already out. It's me and the, and the, uh, the jan- janitor, you know what I mean? So we're vibing, uh, but that's it. So it's interesting, man. It's, it's been weird. I moved to the, to here and like, I start with the station, barely get to know anybody in the building. And now everything's just like separated. It's weird. It's strange. It's got to create some weird thoughts as you're talking to a microphone <sighs> and alone in a room. Cause I, I do every once in a while an episode by myself. And, right. I mean, this is a separate level where it's like not even, the radio audience you have and i'm going like this is weird i'm just sitting here talking to myself for 45 minutes dude i don't yeah that i don't know that it's uh it's it's interesting it's just because like and there's no windows or anything in that studio yeah and so it kind of it makes you question how just <laughs> like life itself really like, this is definitely the weirdest advent of like the last 20 years is that this has become popular of just somebody starting to talk into a microphone and people be like, I'm going to listen to that person. Right, it's so weird, man. It's so weird. It's it's just very strange. Like there's times I wish I had a co-host, but I like love running the show by myself. Cause I get like, you know, sole control of my content, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But like at the same time, it's just like, yeah, I, I definitely, there's days I'm very aware. I'm talking into a microphone for six hours by myself nobody else like you know people are listening but i can't see them i don't know what's going on like how, how far ahead do you plan what you're going to talk about each day like and how how much of it is like music to talking to how do, how do you plan all that out it's he- i mean it's heavy music obviously yeah. you know because it's it's not the morning show mm-hmm. where it's like i i get to like i think the most i talk at at one time is a minute you know what i yeah. mean that's for like a specific segment you oh know? that's got to get your tiktok game strong though dude oh well, dude honestly like i record at some of the breaks i do you yeah. know what i mean where it's just i'm fucking around you're and, really good at things that are a minute or less dude, listen i'm good at the quick shit yeah. you know what i mean good with the quick shit so that really helps um but generally speaking like i talk between 10 and 30 seconds max and so it's like all right i probably talk about eight or nine times in an hour the song wise there's so many songs right you know so it's just like okay how do i fit this in and so i map out my show actually i like number my shit and i'm just like all right so i could talk into this here and it's because it's like you know at the same time we got contests we got to do right yeah. so it's like we're giving away money or we're giving away you know now it's live stream shows instead of actual concerts so that's strange where it's like oh here's an access code for you to get into like black bears like live stream and i'm just like this is whole that's this bonkers that is the step where you lost me yeah i was like so it's like a youtube video but less production <laughs> it's very strange i don't know but people love that shit and if it's free you know what i mean yeah. they just need access code like people will take that shit but um but yeah man it's so it's it's a matter of just like balancing that out and then like as things happen during the show like you know i will make sure i pay attention you know what i mean and like make sure it's a little more spontaneous yeah but like if i'm gonna talk about like a, if i know for a fact like tonight i'm gonna talk about um you know do a certain type of call like you know uh what's like the well what's a good example i don't know uh weirdest place you've fallen asleep in i've gotten so i got a ton of like great calls from that um and like it's like people calling in just like strip club dog bed this that and the third and it's like all right this is sick 
um, I always make sure that like you know I have those ideas ahead yeah. of time. But like you know, content in between songs and stuff like that it might be a little bit different. You know, I might switch it up and go off the uh, off the plan a little bit. But uh, I always make sure I'm I'm I got a good rudimentary like skeleton of what I'm gonna do yeah. in the night. You know, how many days a week are you on? Uh, Monday through Friday, six to midnight, and then I'm on Saturdays, twelve to five. Um. So yeah, and then I do uh, my national shows, and those are various times and stuff like that. They give me different schedules each week. So what's your social like? What's your fucking, what's your social life like when you're not at work when everyone's at work? Great fucking question. <laughs> yeah, great question. Um. Now I we we've really like kind of mastered. We're we're still working on it, but yeah. we've kind of mastered how to like still be able to socialize. Like I still have the majority of my weekends and everything. Yeah. So it's like. I, I basically do everything then. And it's just like, otherwise, if I want to meet up with a friend and they can't meet on the weekends, I'm like, all right, cool. Can you do like lunch or can you do like, you know, can we slide by a coffee shop, you know, for like an hour and like catch up or something like that, you know? So it's like, I, I find ways to make it happen. Um, it definitely was an adjustment at first and it was very, very weird, you know, going from, cause I did afternoons in Des Moines, which was like, dude, I got in at nine. I got done at seven. This was fine. You know what I mean? Whereas like here, it's like, okay, cool. So I leave the office at, you know 12 12 30 it's like the fuck is going on you know so it's it's different it took a little bit of an adjustment but uh we figured it out you know so we're still figuring it out <laughs> yeah yeah constantly okay, okay we're gonna end on this as, right. a, as a craft beer nerd yes what are your top three uh should we go twin C- let's go twin cities okay what are your top three twin cities breweries Ooh, and let's go from just a pure beer perspective so like not your beer not yeah, atmosphere. not not atmosphere not tap room okay. not not the aesthetic just like in terms of just quality of the beers you've had from there what are your top three? you have no idea how much easier you made that for me yeah, <laughs> like yeah. seriously uh number one indeed indeed is is god dude they're so good like i have yet to have a bad beer from them I will also say this, that very closely behind them is bad weather in St. Paul, Mm -hmm. Um, because I think if you can make somebody like something that they usually don't like, um, you're a fantastic brewer. Um, They have a white stout um, that like it's uh, mortal toast or whatever. Dude, I swear to God, like I hate stouts in general. I don't. It's not my vibe. Like Guinness, not my thing. Um, they made me like that shit and i was like damn this is like they're top notch so indeed bad weather oh man uh let me see the third one i don't know i ah okay i'm i'm between a couple so like abel's definitely up there okay um i'm definitely down with dangerous man i a lot of them are in the northeast i won't yeah. even lie um and then there's some good ones in the suburbs too, like Unmapped in Minnetonka is really mm-hmm. good. Um, oh, okay. There's this one in Richfield. It's Wild Minds. Yeah, yeah, dude. Uh, their sour game, like what they do with yeah. um. So I think that's third for me. So yeah, Wild Minds and Richfield. What they do with like um, barrel aging and stuff like that. They're doing stuff that like people aren't really touching on right now in the scene here in the twin cities so yeah. it's like but they're just, of course because they're in the suburbs people like sleep on them so quality of beer i think that's my top three so indeed bad weather wild minds yeah. all right yeah dude that's a pretty solid list i would say that's so that's not a typical list i will say well because people go like oh surly or like fucking summit or you know this that and the third and I'm just like that's good yeah they're delicious 
I'm glad to see that you're, you know, getting to the major craft breweries, but like go beyond that. Go to the neighborhood brewery, things like that. Like Omni and Maple Grove, bro, their beer is incredible. And it's like in a fucking, you know, industrial park and Osseo, you know what I mean? Like they kill it. So like go beyond that, you know what I mean? You know, talk to the brewers, see where they go. And then that'll tell you a lot about what the, you yeah. know, what you like. Yeah, that's I do the same thing with food actually. <laughs> yeah, dude, talk to the chefs, talk to yeah. the talk to the guys who uh, you know roast the coffee and stuff like that. You know, yeah, yeah. we'll be. Uh, that's actually I've had this show idea for a couple of years now, and we're finally pulling the trigger on filming a sizzler for it. We're going to be calling it Barista's Guidance, based on that concept that the best way to travel, and I tell people this, the best way to travel is when you go to any new place. Only research what the best place in town for coffee is. Go to that place to get your morning cup. Ask the barista, where do I eat and drink? Yes. Because they're going to give you not only the best food and drink places, they're also going to give you places that aren't going to break your budget. Dude. And I like that's just how I traveled when I was uh, studying for, fo- like, researching for to build a uh, folly business. Right. I was going to all these different roasters, and eventually I realized, I was like, oh, the best food and drink I ever have is from these recommendations. And Dude. So we're going to film a show concept around that idea and try to try to send it up the, I don't know how the pipeline works, but we're going to try to find one and, sh- Dude, and shove it in there. And <laughs> I, I second that for sure. Like, my favorite coffee shop in Des Moines, um, those guys, like, gave me the best recommendations everywhere. Yeah. You know what I mean? They kill it. So they're super dope. Shout out Horizon Line. They're dope. And, and, and <laughs> baristas take pride in knowing places that no one knows yeah exactly they got for sure absolutely they're like fuck yeah we out here awesome i appreciate you coming in man that was a quick hour I dude didn't... it felt faster than like you know uh, damn what time that's fucking crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. that's crazy we that went overtime a little bit over, which is fine uh yeah. if i didn't have to actually get out of here we could keep ripping but yeah, for sure. i actually do have thing i got boxing class oh shit okay <laughs> fucking people up i love it yeah. <laughs> all right man thanks for coming in i'll end it like every other one and say have a a nice date.